Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Father welcome John. to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Father Mike, new and improved. That's right, we've got, we've got headphones now. we got headphones. We feel legitimate. We've got, uh, we Big are legitimate. Big fat headf- headphones like those things you see with the, the kids wearing on the bus. That's right. You we look are- kind of like a robot. <laughs> We had a we got a guy here who's a military guy and a priest from South Dakota, Father Tom, and he was out for a run, and he had all the steam coming off him. And this little Italian boy was talking to his dad, and he turns to me, he says, "Is that a machine?" <laughs> and he's like, "Questa macchina." He looks like a machine though, so but we're not machines. I think that man might be a machine. He might be a machine, but we're not. No, we're kind of beat up. End of finals week. Survived my first Roman finals. Bravo. You're a pro at this. But uh, sweating it out a little bit. Yeah, you were. Sweating it out. I've been having crazy dreams every night and uh, trying to console myself in the world, which never satisfies. But look, hey, and now we have everybody Lent. out there in audience land, what yeah. do we call it? Listener land? That's Goebbels line, yeah. Yeah. So um, this guy, Father John, has done remarkably well. In spite of uh, having to learn Italian and taking classes in Italian and some surly professors... This guy has rocked the first exam cycle. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's impressive. Now, be careful how much we compliment each other because... Did you listen to the Pantheon podcast? No. See, we don't usually listen to the Not podcast yet, that is. for this Not reason yet. because we just get... It. Sorry, guys. Goble was running his mouth there, a.k.a. Alcibiades, as his nickname is in the Companions. Oh, boy. He uh, just just chipping. You know, he likes to just chip, 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 chip. Because of the compliments? Too many compliments. You guys are just complimenting yourselves for the first of nine minutes. And uh, so he made a big point to say, we are doing a 17-minute podcast and blah, blah, blah. Just the middle child thing. Just, you know. But... Wait, you can't compliment a friend? I guess not. So I, maybe we should just I do a podcast. I always feel really good when... Affirming it, each other for the next 30 you know minutes. What, you know what's not going to help, Father Nathan? These sweet headphones. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because they are so robotic. Yeah, they're robotic. They're robotic. And uh, yeah, Pantheon, though. I, I learned a lot about the Pantheon from that podcast. Oh, well, I need to I listen. learned the, the Pantheon has a hole in the top. Did you know that? I do. It was amazing. Yep. I'm trying to think what else I learned. That's about Oh, no. That's about it. Yep. Yeah, where are the compliments now? That's right. I knew oh. you'd feel bad. I, I've been looking forward to slamming him publicly for at least three weeks, and I was like, as soon as I say that, Mike's going to do that. You know Whoa. what? Actually, wait a minute. <laughs> it's the Minnesota like. It's oh, true. Guys, I do. I feel yeah. bad about things. Okay, so <laughs> I was going to do a shout out to Father Nathan Goble and tell him just like tell him how great he is and how I'm how much I appreciate his friendship and his humor and right. I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> also, not, Min- not. also Minnesota. That's right. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, I appreciate what you said. And the finals are over. And, uh, and uh, you know, Mike has, Father Mike here has to deal with my neurosis and uh, perfectionism and insanity, uh, all of which is escalating uh, given the Italian classes. And I'm just having these crazy dreams. But we... We have this common life, you know, but what we've developed here in Rome is is the sharing of dreams every morning as we walk to do a holy yeah. hour. So last night was uh, a special one. Last night was uh, I was sitting at a diner eating breakfast, and next thing I know, the diner turned into a bus, and we were driving to Nebraska. 
So it was That's a nightmare. A cool diner. No, it was a nightmare because I was going to Nebraska. No offense if anybody's. Oh, no. Just joke. Come on. That was just a joke. All right. Huskers fans, we love you anyways. Um, yeah, Nebraska's cool. It's got Runza. Runza. Christy Steffel is from there. That's right. Christy. Wendy Hoon. Not, she's not Hoon anymore, but yeah, a lot of good people. Actually, Nebraskans are evangelizing Colorado. They have taken over yeah. Focus in Boulder. Fort Collins. Oh, they got a good. They got a good bunch of Catholic. Life they are evangelizing there. our stupid Catholics in Colorado. So Nebraska. So, anyways, we're on the bus to Nebraska. I'm with all these seminarians. I'm really annoyed because we're praying a chaplet of divine mercy. But after every bead, we had to sing a verse of "Proud to Be an American." Oh yes. And I remember thinking in the dream, like, how many verses to this damn song are there? Because this is ridiculous. Every sing- and they would all kind of like, kind of gear up for oh, it yeah. after every round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A lot of energy. Oh, well, man. I'm a knight of Columbus, so I'm patriotic. You I are. like that. I like. I like. I America might try too. that. I miss actually. America. I just uh, don't think uh, the singing of uh, of that of patriotic songs in between every. You want to do every decade? That's fine. But no, every you know what? On. Catholics sing. Catholics sing. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. We're gonna get to that. I wanted to ask about uh, my getup. Do you, what do you think of... Your skater uh, shoes? I think they're ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> come on. I like those. I was just playing on the... Uh, the V undershirt? No, ridiculous. the tabby clerical shirt with <laughs> blue jeans. Yeah, it's... It's, you it's know a what? classic. The, the sad thing is, is I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah, I know. Because I'm so used anything. to the ridiculous style. Yeah, if you could just see this guy right now. He's got a fly fishing hat on, tabby. Some... Huge, Chest hair hanging out. Huge earphones. Yeah, huge earphones makes him like a robot. Jeans and skater shoes. The skater shoes are ridiculous. What kind are those? They're Vans. Vans? A little plug for Vans. <laughs> I don't mind. Oh, man. You know, I'm not a skater, though. I don't really like skateboarding, and um, I never like learned how to do it. But yeah. I, they are comfortable shoes. Yeah. Well, I think we, as long as we keep wearing what we wore in the 90s long enough, oh, they'll come back in style. Yeah, yeah. Because these Burks are back in style, people tell there me. There you go. Yeah, look at you. Same shoes for 20 years. And next thing you know, in Tokyo, that seems to be the hot spot. When, you're wearing, when they're wearing it in Tokyo, yeah. that's coming. So. Is that in Tokyo? I guess Anime, so. karaoke? That's it, man. That's it. So Birkenstocks are in in Tokyo, supposedly. And uh, and vans and now they're back back home. Nobody's wearing the the regazzi here in Rome. Are not wearing them. So speaking of home, before we get started, I'm a little sen- sensitive with the banter because we got kind of you know what. But uh, we hit our six year anniversary when we were back home. Yeah, and we posted a photo on Facebook, and we really appreciate. It. We got a lot of nice compliments. Yeah, on that. that was it great. was just like a real just really appreciate that. You know, in the midst of finals and kind of chaos uh we were just like hey you know what there's a lot of really really great people out there except for one who said i was worldly because they noticed my arteric jacket oh yeah which I is like true that but uh you never asked if it was 50 percent off which it was so it's still sensitive. worldly still worldly 50 percent off worldly 50 percent off so i didn't pay as much but i'm just as worldly for wearing it so whoever that chick is you're right you called me out He's the real deal, though. I mean, he really uses this stuff, and he's an adventurer, a mountain adventurer. I like to at least dress like a mountain adventurer when I'm walking the streets of Rome. But I like the comment, too. Thank you. Yeah, that was a little funny. Sauce. Angsty, a little sauce. But she knew the coat. She was, it was good. So whoever you are, mysterious person, hopefully you listen to this. Uh, but they were asking, who are the four? 
which is a really funny thing to think about, you know. So Oh yeah, which one are which? So on the left was Father Michael O'Loughlin. How do you know this? I don't remember. I that. took the, or I I forced you guys to take the photo together. Okay. I said we're gonna fake like we're having fun together and, and take this photo. Yeah, Father Michael O'Loughlin. Father Michael O'Loughlin looking as cool as always. Just you know. That's right. And then on his on so he's on the far left, and then as we work to the right, next one over, Father Nathan Goble. Looking as shaggy as ever. Looking as shaggy as ever. Looking surprisingly happy in the photo. Sometimes he does this cheesy smile. And uh, but he looked he was happy. It was a great moment. And then me kind of disting off, thinking about how awesome I'm in my rhetoric jacket. And then you, I didn't yeah. even think we're paying attention in the photo. But so Father Mike on the right, me and the, and then Goble and O'Loughlin, and there we are. Yeah, yeah. I think they were asking for more pictures and stuff. More pictures. I'll and have stuff. to dig in and find some. Dig Mo- in and most find of mine stuff. are kind of goofy. Yeah, I don't have a very good picture smile. Yeah, we have limited. We one of us looks like an idiot every time. So. At Which least is not one. very photogenic, and we don't take photos because guy when guys are together, oh my gosh, it's like pulling teeth. You and Lebsock, it's like, hey, here we oh, yeah. are, this I don't amazing like site. Can I take a photo? I don't like oh, photos. It takes me like half a second to feel very uncomfortable in a photo. Mm-hmm. You got to take it like candid. What do they say? Yeah, it's just like spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, we better get to it because. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do a shout out at the end here, so okay, people yeah, so who didn't uh, didn't like our our banter for too long. You just gotta, you know, these are busy people listening to this podcast, so we can't just talk about ourselves for. Yeah, well, this guy was telling me you can you can put it on one and a half speed or like <laughs> two speed, and just hear it like chipmunks until <laughs> you start to hear something worthwhile, and then you just switch you're it like, back. Stop! In. They're talking. Yeah. So all so, right. Well, here, <clears throat> here's your point. A point. Check. Check. Here's the content point. We're going to talk Check. about... The banter Check. has ended. It's no, time There's not to any more banter the on this podcast. If you were listening to Catholic Bites, it would be over. If you were listening to Lanky... <laughs> if you were listening to Lanky guys, they might still be bantered. They got a good banter, too. If you're just listening for the banter, go ahead and turn the podcast off. Because we're about to begin the content Check. section. The banter has ended. Okay, well, I think it actually... Okay, so I want to talk about uh, rando saints and music. You want to talk about Well, maybe not, not like saints, so, just like Catholics and music. I like random. You like random. We know that from the last... They've been particularly random in the last like couple. Like bands. Yeah, like Have they? Bands. Yeah, your well, feline friends. I study Daniel's, scripture all Daniel's day. Daniel's dirtbag. What was that one called? Potbag. Potbag, sorry. Okay, so... I study scripture all day long. I like it. I I would do a, a topic on scripture all the time, but I like to mix it up, you know? We appreciate it. Because the that. research is fun for me, and... Right. Uh, yeah. Right. You appreciate it. We are doing special... We're s- becoming specialists in fields, so it's hard not to... And you hear about this stuff all the time, so... Well, yeah. Okay, here's mix a, it up. Shake it up. Little, let's some, get, here's a little let's something get, different. As Melissa McCoy would say, let's get totes rando. Let's get rando. In that eight-month period when abbreviating was cool. And that has since passed. So Okay, check. The banter has ended. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. You have great Catholic musicians that everybody knows of. Right. Okay, people like Palestrina. Palestrina. You know Palestrina? I know Palestrina. Beautiful. Yeah. Polyphony. All this, this great music. Palestrina was a, uh, well, he worked at various places in Rome, 
for your own interest. Mm-hmm. At John Lateran, Maria Maggiore, St. Peter's for a long time. But he was the champion of the Roman school. Okay, Palestrina. 16th century? Um, later. Yes, yeah, 16th century. Mid-16th nice. century. Okay. Um, okay, so then you have uh, later composers who are very famous and well-known. Bach was a Catholic convert. Mozart. I thought Bach was Lutheran. He was Catholic, huh? He converted late in okay. life. Uh, this might be a fact check, but at least I read that online. Check. So No problem. Okay. Okay, so Mozart's writing masses. Right. Beethoven's right. writing masses. Dvorak. Beethoven wasn't Catholic, though. Beethoven was Lutheran, I'm pretty sure. And writing masses. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. I don't I don't know I don't know what I don't know what I'm know what I'm talking The sites I was looking at they're listing stuff and but they would put in a little they would put in a little line that said, Well, he he wasn't Catholic but he wrote that okay. da, da, da. Let's and trust that wasn't that. there. Let's trust that trust. No, I don't website. wanna I, I like I like the I fact don't, checkers. I don't know what I'm talking about. So Go ahead. somebody might be listening to I like the does. fact checkers. Go ahead, continue. Dvorak, your Dvorak. Che- your Czech, Czech hero. Absolutely. Devout Catholic. Yep. I know that one. That's sure. true. That's definitely okay. true. Okay. Verdi? Uh, Verdi was kind of... Oh, really? Well, he... Yeah. I just listened to his Requiem on Ash Wednesday. Verdi, I mean, Verdi, yes. But yes. kind of. And, um, he, yeah, but he was kind of struggling with, with religion, which is cool. That's like kind of... We're down with Caravaggio. That. Yeah. Um, and everybody does. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, and who are we to judge, right? Uh, here's one who's in that kind of vein... Who was not struggling so much? Vivaldi, okay, uh, wrote the Four Seasons. You yeah, know this this yeah. piece about um, with strings. Usually, it's in a quartet. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. He was born in he was ben, born in uh, Venice. Um, this is like late seventeenth century, early eighteenth century. Vivaldi was a priest. Really? Did you know that? No. He was a priest, and a lot of the choral pieces that he wrote were for his female ensemble at the place where he worked for a long time called the Ospedale della Pietà, hmm. which was a house for abandoned children. Okay, hmm. so you have like orphan kids. This is Vivaldi. Yeah, Vivaldi. Where it, where was this? I don't know, Milan? actually. All I, all I, the only detail I had was that he was born in Venice. Huh. I... Uh, this summer, I got to hear Vivaldi performed by. Do you know this guy, Max Richter? I thought it was Mach Richter, but it's. Oh, not. yeah, I've heard that name. Max sure. Richter. I was celebrating my 30th birthday with Peter Polito and Andrea Polito and Brian Larkin, and we heard this, and it's stunning. It's his remix. He kind of remakes it, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, and it's. I think it's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. And he, that guy, Max Richter, who's British. Performed it in Siena this summer uh-huh. when I was there, and you were there. Uh-huh. I was there. It was amazing. So is it that, still check s- that out? Strings yeah, or is it like it's, it's just like he takes the performance dubstep? It, there's no dub. Uh, it doesn't drop though. Wow! But I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's beautifully done. It's beautifully crafted. Mm. I, I absolutely love it. Um, so it was really funny though because he had the orchestra and then he was just like with his. Mac just kind of like sitting there, just like oh, jamming yeah. out. So anyway, sorry. So but it that is was, like a digital remix. Yeah, but it's it's not like a cheesy. When you hear remix, you think like jock jams or something. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, it, I like it. <laughs> okay. 
Go ahead. Vivaldi. <laughs> to check listen, to, listen to that, though. Anyway, Maybe Vivaldi. Put that Father on. Vivaldi. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Okay, so some, some other uh, fun composers. Vittoria Aleotti was an, an Augustinian nun who was writing um, in the 16th and 17th century in Ferrara, Italy. Oh, yeah. And um, she, from a very early age, got good with the harpsichord and voice. And then she would play organ, trombone, and other wind instruments and uh, would organize her convent into a polyphony choir. Beautiful. That was kind of like innovative and pushed the edges of music for her time. Nice. Yeah. Do you know why else Ferrara is famous? Uh, Marble? That's where Shana Palumbo studied abroad. Bet you didn't know that. Oh, no. There you go. Well, there <laughs> you go. Two facts for you tonight. So I don't her, know if Her Italian is like friend. yours. It's better than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Just I tried like to Father talk, Jason Wunches. tried to talk smack playing uh, cribbage with her, and she caught it. And I was like, ooh, you know Italian. This is not good. So, so anyways, we're talking about random people, but these okay, are friends. Okay, so. some more randos. Um, well, St. Cecilia is famous for, for music. You want to tell the story of why? I don't really know. Well, I think she And had, I think that might have been on a podcast. Go yeah, on, though. Did we do that podcast? We're over 200 now. It's kind of like... We got to start repeating at some point. We, we well, she's the great patroness, so it's worth... I thought there was a heavenly choir that... Like, she had a vision as she was being martyred of ah. this heavenly choir performing... Or something like that, but her martyrdom was crazy because she didn't actually get killed. You know, they kind of left her there. Yeah, she there was a few different attempts. They tried to steam her out, and then she, you know, it's crazy. She's just down the street, and all the while, the heavenly choirs are singing. Yeah, something like that. Okay, sorry, she's the patroness of music. I think. Yeah, she's the patroness of music. Mm -hmm. A lot of the confirmation kids take Saint Cecilia because they like music. Okay. Saint Jean de Brebeuf. Oh, really? You know Jean de Brebeuf? Jean de Brebeuf. A Jesuit who was um, one of the North American martyrs. And he is uh, accredited with having written the Huron Carol. It's a Canadian um, Christmas carol okay. that he wrote in 1642 in the native language of the Huron Wendat people. Nice. About the birth of Jesus. Nice. They still sing it in Canada. Did I'd he, like to did learn. Did he that write one. O Canada too? Because I don't think he I did. have this theory. I have a Canadian uncle, Uncle Duane, and I have a theory that no one actually knows the words to that song. So you go to a hockey game and everybody's like, Okay. Oh, oh, they know that much. That part. And then it's Okay. But they've one time I went to the Canadian went to the rodeo with my uh with my friend Kate in high school and she was somehow connected to the Canadian cowboys or like bull riders. So we had dinner with them before and then we sat in a special section that was like a Canadian appreciation day section. And they, they unrolled this big Canadian flag and then I held the corner and when they started singing the national national anthem, they You're, put the ca- cam- big screen camera on me. You're on the because I was flag. holding the flag. I didn't know any of the words. I was like, "What you just said?" And that's totally. Then they probably thought you were Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. 
That was nerve wracking. Now we like Canadians. Justin Bieber, one of your favorites, you know, Canadian. Oh yeah, that's right. You listened to a lot of Bieber this summer, so I did. The I band- can't. I mean, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that. I'm sorry that you just announced that to the world. <laughs> okay, banter's over. We got to get back to business here. Check the banter. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> well, I mean, some some of these others are randos. Thomas Aquinas wrote hymns. Right. And some some which we sing, Adoro te devote, Panis Angelicum, O Salutaris, um, the Pange Lingua, and Tantum Ergo in there. So a lot of the Eucharistic hymns that we sing as Catholics come from Thomas Aquinas. St. Ambrose wrote the Te Deum. Really? Which has, been, has a long history of being yeah. a very important hymn. Hmm. And something that we, on every feast and solemnity, we... Um, pray the Te Deum. Yeah, it's a beautiful singing. prayer, a beautiful hymn. Down the street at the English College in the 16th century when they would get news of... Because these guys would be... I mean, imagine studying to be a priest and then with the with the expectation when you finish your studies, you're going to go back to England and be martyred within, and die. within the first year. Yeah. I mean, pretty much guaranteed. So and these are your friends? These are, are your going, friends. Yeah. You know? So you think of like a guy a couple years ahead of us and they would get news that he had been martyred and they would all stand around this image of Our Lady. I don't know if you've been there, but... Yeah. And sing a Te Deum, that was kind of the, the yeah. tradition. Uh, There's but, a beautiful big painting that has Jesus, uh, um, kind of like the blood flowing out of his side, and then it um, turns into fire as it hits the world, setting mm-hmm. the world on fire. It's And it's above that chapel. And that's where, where they would... Like in the front of that chapel. That's amazing. Where they would sing this Te Deum, and they would yeah. celebrate their the martyrdoms yeah. of their brothers. Yeah, it's really profound. Beautiful. Profound thing. Okay, so he, um, Blessed Herman the Cripple. Uh. Blessed Herman the Cripple, 11th century. He goes to the monastery at seven years old at Lake Constance, Lake Constance yeah. in Switzerland. Yeah. Do you beautiful, know where that is? Beautiful spot, yeah. I don't know. That's I not don't... far from Zurich. Oh, okay. Think. Yeah, we weren't too far from there. Lake Constance. So he goes there. Uh, this blessed Herman the cripple, he he's incapacitated. He really can't do anything. But um, he's a profound writer and musician. He writes the Salve Regina, the Whoa. Alma Redemptoris Mater, Whoa. two of the most famous Marian hymns. Yeah, no kidding. That we sing throughout the year. Beautiful. Yeah, Saint Herman. I think that's one of the privileges of seminary. You learn these, you learn these hymns. These hymns. I don't know if everybody knows those, but Salve Regina and. The Alma Redemptoris Mater. Yep, that's Blessed Herman the Cripple. And then uh, another one Wait, I wanted... did Blessed Herman the Cripple also write, Let Us Build the City of God? Or was that somebody else? May our tears oh. be turned into dancing. <laughs> oh, memories from my childhood. I think they oh. put a new melody to it, but he did write that. Oh, gosh. Fact Sorry. check. Just got, just got the chills. For the Lord, our light been, and our light. I've been transported... Has turned the light in today. Oh, man. Okay. Back to the... I'm not much of a singer. This is kind of like... I have these dreams of being a songwriter and musician. Not dreams, Mike. These well, no, I do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, I'm not... You were, I just heard you I don't want to be... I just heard you riffing... I think it was Foo Fighters. It was Foo Fighters. I don't know the name of that song. Everlong. I don't really like It's one band. of my favorite songs ever, but <laughs> it's kind of dated. Okay, yeah, so you got skills. Don't don't doubt yourself. We're going to affirm each other in this podcast. It doesn't matter what that's Goebbels right. says. That's right. 
Hildegard von Bingen. Oh, yeah. She's like become very popular. Hildegard? Hildegard von Bingen. Hildegard von Bingen. 11th, really 12th century um, Benedictine abbess. Oh, she's that early. German Benedictine abbess. I read this was the list of her accomplishments: writer, composer, philosopher, mystic, visionary, and polymath. <laughs> polymath. <laughs> polymath. I had to look that up too. What does that mean? You're so good poly- at different kinds of math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, you're you are an authority on a variety of different things. Hmm. You know a lot about a lot of things. What's the opposite polymath. of that? I met a lot of those. Like. There was this guy at, when I worked construction. Who who said? Well, I don't know everything about everything, but I know most things about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, that's a that's a great. He's line. a polymath. Say that again. Well, I don't know everything about everything, but I know most things about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that that's a man who's not short on confidence. <laughs> yeah. Dennis, well, he was. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's funny. Uh, Hildegard von Bingen. <laughs> she. Uh, she wrote a piece called O Frodensverga. Frodensverga. Which um, is is well known. A lot of her stuff, uh, she also wrote a, a whole, well, her work has been compiled. All of her songs have been compiled into a cycle called Symphonia. But a lot of her stuff was kind of before writing notes out, you know, the yeah. like written music. Yeah. And so it's hard to like reproduce all that stuff and... It's all written, you know, words and things, but and nice. you can kind of recreate with the poetic rhythm and things. Um, she also coined a term, veriditas, or I don't know if coining is sort of inventing, but a, a lot of her discussion about human flourishing centered around this word veriditas. Veriditas. And some of her songs... Veriditas is about like a greenness of being. Mm. It's about the health and the fullness of virtue. Veriditas. Mm. So, I don't know, look around. Literally greenness? Yeah, greenness. I like that. Or like liveliness or something yeah. like that. Veriditas. Um, John Damascene wrote... Um, I don't know what else to mention. You have some... He wrote Peace Train. Oh, wait, that was great Kate Stevens. Sorry. Great... Uh, John Damascene wrote a lot. Um, you have some great songwriters also mentioned in Luke. My specialty is Luke Acts. You have some great songwriters like the Angels, <laughs> who wrote what? Or who Magnificat? sang? I don't know. No, Magnificat. That Sorry. was the next one. I was just, yeah. Who wrote, who, who, who sings the Magnificat? Uh, that would be Our Lady. Yes, okay, Mary. Sorry. Very good. I'm good correction. The Angels, <laughs> the Gloria. Quish, I feel like I'm in a quiz show. The Gloria. It is a bit of quiz, quiz show. The angels wrote the Gloria. Rando. I told you, Rando. I okay. was actually thinking about if Jerry Garcia, this is why I was distracted. I was thinking about if Jerry Garcia counts as Catholic writers. I don't know. Probably Garcia. I really like The Grateful Dead, especially back in the day, but I don't think he was. I wouldn't say he was Catholic. Catholic inspired, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. There's like he's like Verity. Uh, we're kind of struggling, you know. Yeah, but he's I don't know. Maybe writing inspiring things. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to include not. it. He's not on my list. Vivaldi, Bach, um, and Jerry he, Garcia. He is can be a profound songwriter, but but not that profound. This is Catholic stuff. You should know, right? Okay, so 
the last point I want to make, and this isn't like a specific person, but uh, just to draw up the image at every mass just before the Sanctus, uh, the Holy, 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 we, we say at the end of a preface that we are there singing present with all of the angels and the saints. Well, with the angels, at least. And we call to mind the saints. So the image that the church wants to give us for Mass is that heaven is full of this creative, inspiring, musical life. What do you think of that? You kind of froze. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I, I'm really, have you I'm, ever been to I'm a not concert? Always talking. Have you ever been to a concert? I have a couple times. Yeah. Well, I don't want to make heaven to be a concert, but it's but it's musical. Musical. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's it's uh, that same kind of fun, inspiring, exciting, um, beautiful. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. I have this image in my head of a parish that I was assigned to way back in the day where uh, they would give every kid, <laughs> every kid got a piece of percussion. For yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a drum circle. For the, for the, this is like the whole school. This is like a, a Catholic school mass. And every kid, I was like, where the hell do they get all this percussion? So I just envisioned heaven just full of like everybody with their own piece of percussion. It's like bongo like drums and that, <laughs> yeah. that stick that goes across the... David Duchovny on the egg. That's Larkin's favorite. Oh, SNL yeah. Skit. Yeah, that, so that was what I was thinking about. But yes, heaven is a place of oh, song. Yeah. Okay, like well, you've... I'm trying. I'm trying. We're limited by our experiences. I'm obviously not very... And some contemporary musicians, Alana Boudreaux. Yep. Dave Hainault. Do <laughs> you remember David. Dave Hainault? From Craig? Yeah. I never heard him, but was he the good morning, Craig? Yeah, oh yeah, he would do good morning, St. Michael. That kind of annoyed me, Dave. Perry West. Yeah, Perry West. Perry West. Great Uh, musician. Yeah, but especially Atlanta, getting married this summer. Maggie Rapp. Maggie Rapp, soon to be. We try to write songs. Yep, soon to be. So anyway, I wanted to... Talk about songs. Yeah, talk about songs. Inspire like the inspire the people. This is part of Catholic life. Sing. If you got to sing in the shower, sing on the way to work in the car. I think it's a great thing, and I actually think it's a it's a really filling our life with good sacred music, especially choral music. That might be a great thing to do for Lent if you're listening to this yeah. and you're a weekend and you're like, I gave up chocolate the last fifty years, and I uh, was thinking about giving that to some a friend of mine um, just to say you need to listen to you know. Box Passion of St. John. We listened to that on, on Good Friday last year, a bunch of us. Yeah. And it was traditional to give a homily in between. I didn't actually do that, but in between the two parts. Oh, really? But we had the German and the and the English right there, and it was one of the most beautiful things to do on um, on Good Friday because, you know, you're, you're starving, you're supposed to be praying, you got out of the liturgy, what are you going to do? It's like yeah. you put that on with some friends... And uh, you 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 just hear the passion sung, and it's so beautiful. So make yeah. make Catholic music a part of your uh, Lenten. Yeah, and music has it has the ability to touch the heart in ways that right. Um, I don't know. You can't you can't do with other things. It's it just it, it can work on the emotions, and um, we're all about uh, about praying with with our whole self, mm-hmm. which includes. 
emotions and um, and the body, our senses. And um, this is one of those powerful ways. It doesn't take much from music to really evoke a lot of uh, thought and contemplation. And that's just part of the beauty of Catholic life. Yeah, absolutely. Prayer. Yeah, St. Augustine, right? He prays, sings well, prays twice. Right? Sings well, prays twice. That's beautiful. Well done. Thank you. Some shout outs? Let's do it. We probably should start with our friends uh, that we mentioned at the beginning. Do you remember their names? Yes, I do. As they, I recall. They have a couple of first Seth, names. Seth and, and Megan Tracy. Wrong. Her name's Samantha. No, I was joking. It was oh. Megan Tracy. The Tracy, Megan, Megan Tracy thing. Okay, so this is a couple that came <clears throat> and visited us while on their honeymoon. Yeah, so they ran into Emily. Emily K. Kowarski. Yeah, Emily K. Kavarkovich, something with like Who's cool? Rode the bus cool. with us. Studying abroad. We learned we talked a lot about, you know, the structures we of German language. We learned about German grammar. Emily met this great couple uh, from uh, Georgia and uh, Seth was new convert and they were newly married and we had mass together at St. Peter's which was awesome. Yeah. And, and they, they were, had the great papal blessing and everything. The papal blessing and they're awesome. And uh, I think we need to give them as a marriage gift, wedding gift. We need to put the banter number on this podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. That was his idea. You know, why don't I don't you, know why how don't to measure list, that at this point. Yeah, Becca can figure that out. Why don't you list on the podcast when the banter stops? So that we, we'll do that at least for this one. And then we'll there you see. go. But for this one, so Seth and Megan and Emily, great to have you guys with us at Mass. Thanks for uh, And then another crew that came through was the Baselli family, Bob and Aaron and the kids. That's right. Had a nice dinner with them at Polese. And uh, Bob's funny, you know, Bob uh, working on his Italian like we all are. Yeah. And, uh, but he knows Spanish as well. So, il conto, per favore, which means... The check, please. The check, please. Kind of got blended with la cuenta, por favor, which is Spanish for the check, the check please. please. Yeah. And it became... Lasagna, per favore. <laughs> and so, lasagna after a whole meal. So after every meal, he he asks for lasagna, and the <laughs> like kids that. laugh, and the Italian waiters are like, "Wait, you, you want you want lasagna? You, are you pasta? Only Father Brian Is orders it? multiple previews. So, <laughs> so lasagna, per favore. Baselli family traveling around, homeschooling the kids, and traveling through. Um, great to see you thanks for coming to Rome thanks for listening to the podcast I got one uh, the Henderson family they're a great family from Meeker Colorado nice some farmers um, the kids were the boys were serving mass when I was uh, assigned in Meeker and uh, they're just a lot of fun they would have us over for or they would have me over for a house blessing and awesome. to hang out and Tell me about how to raise hogs and things like that. That's awesome. And now Father Jason Wunsch is blessed with the, uh, their company Hanging these days. Them. That's good. Make you miss the country. That's right. The quiet countryside of uh, Moffat County. And one shorty for Father Nathan Goble. I miss you, man. We both miss you. And, uh, yeah. As much as you don't like compliments, you're a great guy, and I really do miss your humor and your life around. We talk about you every day. We tell Nathan stories, and I'm sorry. My love language is sarcasm, so I apologize. <laughs> but we do miss you. And you, Olaf, too. You're great, too. So, Okay, everybody. Keep it. on singing. Catholic Stuff Podcast. Like, like us on Facebook. And uh, email us. We'll see you next week. Ciao.
Mm-hmm.